Good morning, this is Karen Boerter. I'm a family law attorney in Durban. I've been asked by Kindness Can to speak about the issues relating to care and contact of minor children during the lockdown period, which has obviously resulted in a lot of debate and um, anxiety for parents. So the issue is, has been made very clear. If you refer to the final regulations which have been promulgated um, under the Disaster Management Act, it sets out very clearly who is allowed to travel during the lockdown period um, and the restriction on, on movement of persons. And those regulations state that only people who are performing an essential service or delivering or obtaining essential goods are entitled to any form of movement during the lockdown period. So what this means is that as a parent, whoever your child was with at the start of the lockdown period, that is who the child must stay with for the duration of the lockdown period. There are no, there's no wriggle room here. If you violate that restriction on movements and leave your home for the purposes of transporting or collecting a child and taking them from the other parent's home to your home, you are committing an offense and you can be liable for a fine and or imprisonment. So you need to consider very carefully before you take any steps, the consequences of what your actions are. And I think parents need to understand that this is not about you and your contact with your child. This is a national disaster that we're dealing with. And whilst the steps that have been taken by the government may seem extreme, they're necessary. People don't seem to be taking COVID-19 seriously in a lot of ways. And I think we need to learn from other countries that have felt the brunt of this virus. It hasn't hit us yet, and it's going to. And if you think that it's your right to see your child and therefore you're going to go and collect your child no matter what and nobody's going to stop you from doing that. What you're doing is you're not only risking the life of your child, you're risking the life of yourself and anybody your child comes into contact with. We have to remember in South Africa that we have a vast population of people with immune, who are immune compromised. So people living with HIV, people living with tuberculosis, people who have heart conditions or other underlying medical conditions, the elderly particularly, are vulnerable to this disease. So you are not just going to be violating a law, which it's not a law, you are going to be violating the rights of other people to their health and well-being. My advice to people is to consider this. If you were given the option 
of seeing your child one more time, physical contact, one more time, and then never ever seeing your child again, because God forbid your child gets the virus or you get the virus and one of you passes away. So you see your child for one more day, but you never ever get to see them again. Your other option is you miss out on seeing them, physically seeing them, for 21 days. And then you get to see them grow up and become young adults and venture off into life. I think most people, any person, is going to choose the latter. Another very good analogy I heard was if we were told that there is a, there are snipers sitting on, on our rooftops all over the country and if you go out, there's a possibility that that sniper could take you out. Are you prepared to put your own life at risk and, the risk, and also risk the life of your child? This is what this disease is. This is what this virus does. It's a silent and invisible enemy. We can't see it, but it's out there. And we need to be pragmatic and log logical about this and think about the consequences of our conduct. So what, will, what happens if you are a parent and you are the parent who's got your child at the moment and is going to continue to keep your child and the other parent threatens to come and collect that child? Well, sadly, you need to contact SACS and you need to advise them of what's happening and you need to get them to come out and the other parent runs the risk of either a fine or imprisonment. We don't want that. We want people to be mature about this and to use other ways of having contact with their children. We are blessed in this day and age with all sorts of social media platforms where we can have contact with our parents. And all of us are in the same position. I can't see my parents and it's very difficult. I can't see my children, even though they're growing up, it's very difficult. But we can speak to one another on the phone. We can have WhatsApp video calls. There's all sorts of ways that we can actually have contact where we can see one another. So my advice to you, parents who are having these issues is both of you need to be pragmatic and remember this is your child's right it's not yours you don't have rights to to exercise contact with your children it's your child's right to have contact with both parents both parents so whilst your child may not be able to have physical contact with you or the other parents it's very important that the parent who has got the child makes sure that they allow the other parents to have some form of contact, telephonic contact, WhatsApp contact, whatever it might be, on a daily basis so that that parent-child relationship can continue to be fostered and grow during this very, very difficult time. It's difficult for all of us. So please stay safe. Don't put your child's life at risk. Don't put other people's lives at risk. And think about the consequences of what happens if you do violate the lockdown regulations. Stay safe and we will see each other on the other side.